Welcome to this week's podcast from Fearless LA. For more information, check out fearlessla.com or explore the Fearless app. Thanks for listening. This is Fearless Los Angeles. Amen. Good, good. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you, Ben. Give our band. The band is great here. I mean, man, you you know, you set up in this in this uh, cave. I don't know what you're in right now. I, every time I come, you're in some kind of weird place. Uh, they don't have any buildings apparently in town. Uh, a rat bit me. I think a rat bit me back there a little while ago. Uh, so great place. Good. Good choice. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? Too. Hey, you know what? I I believe like you and like your pastor that. Boy, if you guys get a permanent place to meet, I'm serious. Here's what I'm, I'm amazed about. Uh, we're, we're going to Lot. I mean, you don't even have a name of a place. You just go to a Lot. Just a Lot 63 or something like this. I don't know where we're at. I don't know. I just look at the graffiti on the wall and just try to find out where we're at. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? You go, you go to Lot. And listen. I'm looking around. I said, this is, a, this is a moving church here. This is like, like we're going to meet here, and you guys saying, okay, let's let the army go charge over here. You guys, listen, I am so impressed by because I'm serious. If a church had to do what you're doing, most churches, and having to don't know what week, and all of a sudden something comes up, and, hey, you get a text that, hey, we're going to be over here this week, most churches would totally be dead in a couple weeks. You guys are so committed, they text you, and you come out in numbers and overflow. I am just blown away and proud of you. I know Pastor is. But thank you. Really, seriously, this really means a lot when you do that and you say, oh, I don't want to move anymore. I don't want to do this. Hey, you know what? The biggest desire that we're all praying for is to find that place, and that place is going to come. And all of you that were faithful in this time, God is going to bless you for hanging on and staying with the church and not going someplace Look, this is a time here, as you know, the devil's trying to block you guys from finding that place and getting a stronghold and a foothold someplace, because when you get it, you know what? The devil then is totally defeated. He's on the run right now. I got a couple people excited. The rest of you are going to get excited in a minute. Okay. 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 Uh, let, let, let me, uh, let me, I'm going to share with you today. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. Something's happening at our church, um, and, and, and something's happening at our place here that I'm going to bring to you. Um, what I do at times when I go place d- different places, and it's not that I try to do it, it just happens. There's an atmosphere change in it. Happened just in Malaysia not long ago that, that there's an atmosphere shifting. There's a shifting. Let me explain it this way. There is a, there's a dimension. There's several dimensions of God. You only live in one dimension at one time. You can't live in two. Uh, example, uh, the lame man sitting by the gate, Beautiful. He's sitting by the gate beautiful. He's in a dimension. He's never going to walk. He, he's never going to get up. He's lame. He's going to beg with his cup for the rest of his life. That's going to be his life. He's living in that dimension. This is my life. Then you have Peter and John who are not living that kind of life. They're living in a miraculous dimension. And they don't take what they see. They take what God says. Uh, let me say this side. Not what he sees. What you see is what God says. So what you see is going to mess you up, but what God says is going to balance it all back out again. Oh, you got that? Okay. All right. 
And so, so, so in essence, so here's the lame man in one dimension, and then Peter and John come and say, Silver, go have a nun, rise up and walk. So they live in another dimension. So I'm saying there are dimensions you can move to where there's greater faith and greater, the miraculous is greater. So today's what I want to do is to bring you in one of those dimensions where I want to stretch where you're at and take you to a place that God says is okay. It's just a higher level to live. There are places that you can live with God that are, that are different than where you're at right now. It's going to take faith. It's going to take believing the Word of God in a greater way. It's going to take you not looking at what you see to judge your life, back with what God says judges your life, and then, you know what, it's going to be great. Now, while I'm saying that, to go ahead and tell you, let me give you a few scriptures here. Uh, let you know that truth doesn't make you free. Truth, anybody have a Bible? Anybody have a Bible? I know y'all look on phones here. Y'all different generation. Give me a Bible. Give me a Bible. Let me just show you this. Here, here. Okay, here's a Bible. Um, is this your Bible? Yeah. He's got, got revival on it here. <laughs> Hello, my name is Revival. Did he preach a message called that? Yeah. Did he? Okay. Okay. Okay, so here, watch this. So, so truth doesn't make you free. Now, we think it does. Truth makes you free, but it doesn't. Let me show you in the scripture in John what it says. In John it says this. It says, Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word and you are my disciples indeed, you shall, what's the word it says? Somebody shout it. What's the word? You shall know the truth. Okay, and the truth, that truth what? Known, known truth sets you free. So what that means is, is what I don't know in this Bible doesn't bring any freedom to me. So you can sit in church for years, but if you don't know what this says, you're not benefiting from, you understand? So you say, I'm in church and I'm bound. I'm in church and it seemed like I never was happy. I'm in church and all these things go bad. You don't know. You're hearing truth, but you're not knowing truth. And what you know, you have to walk out. All of us say, how many know Donald Trump? And we say, well, I know Donald Trump. I know he is. We really don't know him, though. We never met him. But we know him. So you can say, I know. How many people say, well, I know God. But they really don't know God. All right? I know, but I don't know. So what I'm saying is, is what you don't know can't bring you freedom. That's why you come to church. Because movies are not going to teach you truth. TV won't teach you truth. you got to come where there's an only truth there is, is this. And that truth then sets you free. All right? So I want you to be free. And this book is a book of what? Freedom. It's going to set you free. So the more I know of this book, the, le- the less amount that God, that the devil can even attack me and hold me because I have more truth than I have lie. All right? All right. All right. There you go. Now, let me show you something else here. Let me show you in Deuteronomy. Let me give you one more truth. Let me come back here where the rats are. Watch this. He said, he did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have arrived. This is talking about when the uh, Israelites were in Egypt, I mean, uh, in, in the wilderness, and God, and God was feeding them with manna. You know, so he's dropping manna from heaven, had manna bread and all this. I have, deli- I have, what does it say? I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. So here's the deal. You're in, you're in an area of L.A. where you've got people that are billionaires and so forth, and they pride themselves on, oh, look what I did, look what I did. Okay, look what I did. God says there is nothing, no success without him. No success at all. Well, then why are these guys that are in the world making all these millions of dollars? The devil will go ahead and allow people to have millions of dollars as long as the dollars keep them away from Christ. So have billion dollars and go to hell, it doesn't help you at all. I would rather be poor and go to heaven than millions and go to hell. Come on. 
I don't know if the rest of you get that, but you got to understand. So any success that you will ever have in life, thank you, Lord. All good things come from God, the Bible says, right? So never get prideful. Never get an ego. Oh, look what's happened to me. No, no, no. It all comes from God. You always, for the rest of your life, are going to thank God for it and actually be humbled by it as the older you get, okay? All right. You ready to go into a message? I'm going to start preaching yet. i got to preach now. Okay. This is where there's going to be a shifting in a church. Let me tell you what's happening. Uh, there's a giving revival that's, that's hit our church. Um, this giving revival, uh, example, t- uh, two weeks ago, uh, I shared part one of this message, and I, we, we had people just get up and just start walking down and putting offerings. It's a good time to do it. Here we're, 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 we're sitting here praying for pastor to take off, and, and it's a, a, a tremendous time right here, right now that we've been talking about this, but they would come down, and in my message, as I'm preaching, I didn't tell them to do that. They just started getting, getting up and bringing offerings and putting them at the altar as I'm preaching. And uh, that first Sunday, we had $53,000 was put at the altar, and we were not even taking an offering. You see what I'm saying? They came down because they wanted to sacrifice and give something because they've never sacrificed. Most of us here have never sacrificed, really. We give God what we have extra, but it's not a sacrifice. It's not something that really, okay. So people are coming. Uh, last, uh, last Sunday, I preached what I'm going to share with you. This is brand new. Uh, I shared a part two. So I put together a part two on this that you're going to hear. In that, people started walking down again. And they started walking down. There was uh, 30-something thousand at the altar. Two weeks, $85,000 at the altar, okay, without taking an offering. People just getting up. Now, the earlier service before you, I shared that. And as I was preaching, people right here got up. Well, I ain't going to get up. Well, don't get up. You don't have to. <laughs> you ain't going to make me give anything. Well, then don't, don't, don't worry about it. Nobody <laughs> be upset. See, the deal is you're not going to help me when you do this. You're helping yourself. It ain't about me. It's about you. I'm here to tell you how you can really get blessed and get free. It's not about me. It's not about pastor. It's about you. I want you, honestly, I'm at a place in my life where I want to help you. I'm not here to fleece a church. I'm here to give you the best news I can give you that will change your life, change your future, change your destiny, change your family, change your... So that's all I'm here to do. That's all I want to do for you. I'm I'm just here as a person to give you some truth, move you in another dimension. And then the things that I'm going to tell you start happening because, listen, I've been doing this too long. Been going to do it over 40 years. Done this a long time. So I've seen a lot, done a lot, and I don't ever tell my church, try to get money out of church or anything like this. But... Money says something about your heart, okay? Uh, let me say it this way. Uh, money has no, has no identity in the sense of personality. If I had, if I had $100 right here, uh, if I put it down there, money, money doesn't have a personality. Uh, it doesn't have any kind of uh, understanding of anything. But, if the, but once I pick it up, it takes on my personality. It takes on what I believe and what my, my truth is in my life and and what my areas of belief is, is what it takes on. You understand? Yeah. So, example, we're walking down here, in, uh, in, in, and you and I are spray painting like everybody does around here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, we're spray painting a wall. <laughs> and so we're spray painting a wall. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden uh, we're sitting here and, and, and doing a drug deal. And I'm selling you drugs. And stuff. Well, God forbid, that's not a good story for you guys. But 
uh, let's just say the guy's painting out there that are doing, they're doing a drug deal. All of a sudden, we're walking up to church. And all of a sudden, they're doing this deal, and all of a sudden, they, 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 they see somebody coming up, and they, they run off because they don't want to get caught because they see us walking down, coming over here. And all of a sudden, they drop $100 on the ground. It was $100 to buy drugs. So what happens, and we, we walk up, they're gone, we see $100. I pick up $100. I'm like, and then what you do, you kind of look around like. And you kind of hold it out like, I'm not taking it yet. I'm not taking it yet. And I don't see anybody. So is that drug money? No. That's my money. I'm, I'm going to put that, right? I'm going to put that in my pocket. Now, when I put it in my pocket, is that thing going to give me the personality and give me kind of the desire to go buy drugs? Oh, God, it's drug money. I need a fix. I need a fix. I need a fix. No. No, it doesn't cause me to go ahead and do that. It takes on my personality. That $100 may be laid at the altar today because it takes on what I believe. So who you are, who you are is you give identity to what you have. All right? It's your identity, your beliefs. If you're stingy and selfish, it stays in your pocket. It's mine. It ain't going to be anybody else. It's mine. I found it. It's mine. And God's saying, well, it could, it might be the Lord's success that everything is from the Lord. Well, I wish I wouldn't have gone and heard that this morning. Okay, but you did. I ain't even start. I, I got to get my message here. Okay, so we have this given. Listen, this morning, this morning, people got up. And here, I'm, I'm believing. Some of you, somebody here can give $1,000. $1,000? Somebody has $1,000 in the church? Wow. Wow, that's a rich man. Okay. Yeah, somebody worked and got $1,000. Somebody worked real hard and they got that. Well, I don't have 1000 Work hard. Work, you got to work to get paid. Well, I just want a miracle. Miracle is go to work. Come on. I didn't come to tell me to go to work. Mama tells me to go to work. I don't want to listen to her either. Okay. I'm playing all kinds of parts up here. You know that. So, so in this, let me give you a scripture. This is something really cool. Let me give you this scripture here in John 8, and then we're going to get going. Are you ready to go? You ready to go? Okay. Some of you, some of you, listen, I'm just telling you. You're fine. If you get up and come down and bring an offering, you, have, you want to give $10. $10 is like $1,000 to you. Do that. Saying, I want to do something to the Lord. I want to do that. Anytime while I'm talking, you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it, okay? You don't have to. But you're not going to bother me at all by doing it, okay? You're not going to bother me at all. At all, you won't bother me if you do come down and do that. Okay, let me show you the scripture. <laughs> yeah, you thought I was old. Okay, John 8. John 8. John 8. Okay, go, give, give, me, give, me, uh, uh, give me next scripture. Give me next scripture. Uh, give me another scripture. Give me next one. While the earth remains, let me read you this and I'm preaching a little bit. We're going to go into it in a minute. While the earth remains, there's four things, four things. It says seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall never cease, shall not cease. So watch this. So is the earth here? Yes, it is. So if the earth is still here and it remains, there are four things. See, time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night, that will never stop. 
What that's called is an immutable law of God, which means God said it, and there's nothing we can do anything about it. We can't do anything about it. Meaning this, oh, Lord, let's just stay together fearless, and let's just pray that the night won't fall. We're just going to believe God. It's going to be sunny for days, and we get in here praying. How many of you know night's going to come no matter what we do? Because God said it, okay? How many of you know when it gets cold outside? Well, I'm not going to go ahead and wear a coat. It's freezing, but I don't care. No, you're going to probably put a coat on because you have to adjust to the law. You can't say, I'm not going to believe that it's cold outside. It's 32 degrees. It is cold. Sorry. You cannot change a law once God, watch this. The devil can't change the law. Everybody in the world is subject to this principle no matter if you're Hindu, if you believe in Hare Krishna, if you're Buddhist, if you live in Africa, it doesn't matter your ethnicity, it doesn't matter what your background is, you are going to adjust to these four areas here. If it gets cold, you're going to have to dress appropriately. If it gets hot, you're going to shed the coat. What it is, day and night somewhere, you can't change. But God says, I'm going to let you operate in one of these called seed time and harvest. It's the only one. Now watch. I don't want to operate. Too bad. You operating in day and night right now. You can't do anything about it. Well, I don't know. I ain't going to operate in it. I just don't want to be part of that. That's just fine. Sorry, you're operating. Even when you say you don't want to, you're still operating in it. Just as you are, if it's nighttime, I don't want nighttime. Well, it's night. Too bad. You lose. You have to operate in these areas. All right. Um, I was in Niagara Falls years ago, Niagara Falls. And Niagara Falls, beautiful area, and there's a little city called Niagara-by-the-Lake. Niagara-by-the-Lake is just kind of one of these beautiful little areas, little cities. I walked, I, my wife and I, Debbie and I were walking down the street. These flowers were like huge monster flowers, steroid, steroid flowers, and, 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 and they were just gorgeous. I'm, I've never seen any flowers that were so beautiful, so bright, so forth. So it was a shop, and he also had fruit, and I said, okay, this guy is, this guy is really into growing things. Well, I just started kind of getting this idea of seed time or reading seed time. Whatever a man sows, he reaps, that kind of thing, and, and, and so forth. So I'm looking at this, and here, I need to talk to a farmer to really get an understanding of this. So I went in and said, sir, did you grow all this stuff? Yeah. He said, yeah, I grew this. I said, how do you get such beautiful flowers and fruit? He says, what I do, I take the best of my seed every year. I save it, best of my seed, so I can plant it for the next year's harvest. And so I take the best seed, and I plant it. He said, if I don't take the best seed and plant the best of my seed from that year, then over a period of years, over a period of time, all of the harvest will deteriorate. And it won't be the same quality. What that's telling me is, if we right now don't want to be obedient to what God says, it won't affect you for the first year or two and you'll be okay and wonder why everybody's so obedient here when you're doing okay. But over a period of time, your life is going to deteriorate and you're going to now get in a problem. A divorce doesn't happen in one day. It happens over a period of time. You know what I'm saying? It didn't happen like all of a sudden we got married and then tomorrow we're going to get a divorce. It happens over a period of time where it, you know what, there's no sowing and seeding into one another. That's how that happens. So the man says to me, he said, I'll give you an example. He said, if, uh, if, if here I'll take another farmer and we have the same ground, same soil, and we have the same seeds and we both plant side by side. I plant my best seed. He doesn't plant his best seed. He said, about 10 years, I'll be able to buy him out because the quality of his harvest will not be as good because he didn't plant the best seed. Some of us want to have a king's life when we're dropping pennies and we think all of a sudden God's supposed to just bless us because I have it so bad. Some of us are waiting, where is my, for my ship to come in 
and you didn't even launch a ship. So why are you waiting for something to come that you haven't even sent out? All right, all right, all right. Okay, so the quality of my life now did not happen over the last 10 weeks. The quality of my lifestyle and everything in my life has happened over 10 years. You got to understand it. Nothing happens right away with a seed. It's over a period of time. And so, listen, I can determine then what my harvest will be in my life if I can start understanding planting my best seed right now. Okay? Okay, listen, this is really good. So, in the, let, let, let me show you, let me show you a scripture. Let me go, go to, go to uh, Luke 16. Let me show you this. Luke 16. Okay. Wow, I've never been on a stage like this. Okay. And so it says, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. So, so here's the deal. Here's the person that says, well, Pastor Glenn, when I get something, I'll give. No, you won't. Because you wouldn't give when you didn't have anything. So why are you going to give when you do have something? You don't all of a sudden change your principle and change your life because all of a sudden you have something. You're going to say, well, I can't give 10%. You having to struggle with 10%, you get $100, that's just $10. So imagine $1,000, that's $100. Now you're making $10,000. Woo, I'm giving too much money. All right? You ever seen people that have a lot? You ever seen lottery winners win the lottery? You just won $2 million. In two years, they don't have it. They lost it all. Why? Because they weren't faithful when they didn't have anything. They didn't know what to do with money then. NFL players played 10 years, made millions of dollars, and now they get arrested and they're totally bankrupt and broke because they didn't know how to give when they had an opportunity to give. And so what happens, their life, oh, they were fine. They're fine. The harvest was good. They had money. And then their life deteriorated, and now they don't have anything to show for it. So it's not a matter of what you have. It's being faithful at what you have where you're at. So wherever you're at, you become faithful. You understand that? Now, uh, this holds true, and I talked about this last, this holds true in a relationship. Some of you might say, well, I don't have any friends. I just don't have any friends. Well, you're not friendly. Be friendly. Smile. You look like you're mad at people all the time. You're mad at the world. Somebody's got, somebody owes you something. We don't owe you anything. Just be friendly. We can be friendly. If you be nice, you get nice. You know, if you're kind, you get kindness. If you're angry and critical with people, then people are going to criticize you because you reap what you sow. You understand? So how many of you are married here? Raise your hand you're married. Okay, two people excited. Okay, okay. How many of you one day you want to get married? Raise your hand. Okay, look around. All right. Look around. Okay, watch, watch. So when you, watch this. Anybody married will tell you that's married. When you get married and you tell your wife, when you're standing there getting married and exchanging the vows, they'll tell you, that's not the only time I want to hear you say you love me. Come on, ladies, isn't that right? Even if you're single, that's going to be you too. You know, it's like I stand there, okay, Glenn, share your vows to, to Deborah. Okay, uh, Deb, I just want to tell you uh, that I love you, and, and I'm, just, uh, I'm just so excited to spend, spend life with you. And so, and then... <laughs> And then, and then here she, you know, she says, okay, Deb, tell, well, I just want to tell you, Glenn, that I love you, and I just think that God just blessed me way beyond what I can imagine, and if I could ever find a man like you, I could search the world and never find, and she went on and on and on, I don't have time, and so, so what I'm saying, okay, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I know you don't believe that, <laughs> and she's not here, so you have to believe it, so, 
So listen, the, the deal is, the deal is, is that, that she, okay, let's just say a week later. Well, Glenn, do you love me? Well, I told you a week ago. If I change my mind, I'll let you know. You know, I mean, you can't say that. Why? Because I'm not seeding into her life. How many of you know if you want to have, we've been married, how long, Christy? I don't know how long I've been married. 42 years. I've been, it's 1974. This August will be 43 years. 42 years. Huh? 40, thank you very much. Let's call. How can I top that? I can't top that. Okay. 42 years. Three happily, but 42 years. All right, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. It's just a joke. She's not here. Don't tell her. Okay. <laughs> you didn't know Chrissy's dad's nuts, huh? He's lost his mind a long time ago. <sighs> okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so 42 years. Now, to be married... That long, we in, 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 in all you, a lot of young people, I mean, it's like crazy for you to even hear that because everybody you've been around doesn't stay together a year or two years and they broke up. See, you have a generation to where you're looking on your peers here instead of looking at those that have mastered this and you're looking at other people, well, they didn't make it, they didn't make it, they didn't make it, so why should I make it? Start looking at people that's figured it out and know how to stay together and have their kids raised, you know what I'm saying? That's what you need to look at. So 42 years. 42 years. Now, in that, for us to stay married, I've had to say many times, I love you and take care of her. I've got to sew into her life. So when I get up in the morning and I, do, I go and vacuum and I clean the dishes and, yeah, and I'm ironing and I'm dusting and I'm taking care of all that before I go to work, I'm sewing into her life, right? When she lets me sit down and watch the NFL game and brings a steak over to me and says, honey, I won't interrupt you the whole game, she's sewing into my life. When I give her the credit card and say, baby, you go out and buy yourself a dress. And she says, nay, nay, I don't like spending money. Here's the card. She's sewing into my life. <laughs> nay, nay. I don't know where that came from. Uh, nay, nay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, so if I, watch this. Marriages and some of your marriages that you know are no more than a name and address. And there's no relationship. And they have people living together, but because you have created anger and have created criticism and, and, and tearing down and being negative, you have two people living together that have no emotional attachment at all, but they're living in the same house. Because you did not so listen, I'm, I'm giving you a secret for everything. 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 If you eat bad, don't don't go ahead and complain, say, God, heal me. No, you've reaped what you've sown. If you just eat greasy food the whole time and you have a heart attack, then you know what? That's, that's what you have sown. So watch this. So God does not have to do a miracle in your life if you've broken one of his laws. That's called grace if he does. But he doesn't have to. Okay? You getting this? All right? You getting this? So this principle that I'm talking about is a principle that is everywhere. You can't get out of it. You can't sidestep it. So I'm saying, why don't we just learn how to work it in our favor Rather than spend our whole life not sowing anything and then wondering why my life is a wreck. I can't believe my life is a wreck. I can't believe I don't have anything. I can't believe. Okay, you have sown that. That's not a surprise. You have deteriorated your life by not pouring in. 
when those of you that are here serving, it's amazing to me. You come up, let's just go to that building over there. That looks crazy. And so you get into the building and you set up your whole thing. People are setting up, tearing down every time and doing this for years, playing this and traveling, you know, going to schools. And all that you're doing is amazing. You're sowing into that. And when you sow into that, God said you're going to reap something back in a powerful way. So congratulations to you servants here. You're sowing. You're sowing. Okay. Okay. Uh, here. A friend of mine, here's a letter. 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 Uh, Mary Ann and I were in your service the weekend of November 8th uh, and 10th. During the early morning Sunday service, this guy plays a piano, plays a keyboard. Okay. Uh, he's a good, a good friend of mine back in college days. He came to our church. He said, God impressed me to see an offering for you to purchase a Hammond B3 organ. For those of you who don't know what that is, like the coolest, it's the greatest organ in the world, but they don't make them anymore. You have to buy an old one, but, but it's the greatest organ in the world. And he said, because it's the best, it's got a phenomenal sound for your great worship band. He said, so I found out how much it costs. I overnighted a check to you for $10,000. Send me a check to buy a Hammond organ for $10,000. And then he says, through the years, we have practiced the reaping and sowing financially over and over again. God's richly blessed us with a tremendously successful company. We've even begun to try to outgive God, but he won't let that happen. And didn't this time either. So now he says, he goes on to say, he said there was, a, there was a, an account uh, where they owed him and hadn't paid him for three years. So he collects accounts from different hospitals and things like that. They have, they, he hadn't heard from them for three years of any payment. He says this, with no advance notice, this morning the Medicare office faxed us a verification of $500,000 of payments just for the first year, which interpreted into my company making an additional $50,000 just in this month. So that's a 500% return in two days on a seed of $10,000. I can't wait to see the next miracle. Amen? Now, so, so he was happy. He was joyful. How many of you, like, oh, Lord, Christy's up there and she's doing the offering. Oh, Lord. And she's up there reading scripture like, oh, let's get to the good part. Start playing again. Get the rappers up there. Get, let's get some rapping going. Whoa, whoa. I like that part. When they do this, I like that. No, listen. You got to like the whole, everything. So, so here it comes up for the giving. Can we skip the giving in a church? I like the church if they didn't have to give. Who do you think turns the lights on then? Who, who pays for this building? Who do you think? Well, angels, don't they? No, angels don't tithe. It'd be nice if they just drop stuff in our mailbox, but they don't. God says, I've called you to do that. I've called you to build a church. I've called you to spread the gospel. I've called you to be the light of the world. I've called you. All right? Oh, somebody's going to start. There you go. So watch. So watch. 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 So he's called us. And watch this. i got to share this with you. So my attitude, you got to hear this. My attitude is the fertilizer for my seed. The way, here it is. Okay, let's give. And you're like, oh, wow. Everybody else is doing it. So. Fine, I'll put something in there. Yeah. There, fine. Hope you're happy there. I could have used that for lunch. But. Okay, watch. Okay, that's the wrong way to give. That's the wrong way. Because see, your attitude is a fertilizer. Because you don't want to give grudgingly. You want to give because of what God did for you. What kind of price can you put on your salvation? What kind of price can you put on what he's done in your life? 
There is no price. I don't care if you do anything in life. If he saved you, what kind of dollar sign can you put on that? Wow. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me show, let me show you this in Psalm 126. This is a scripture that probably no one ever talks about, but, uh, but I'm going to make it clear to you. Listen to this. Those that plant in tears, in tears, in tears is, is when you're hurting, when things are not going well, when your family's falling apart, when you lost your job, you lost your car, things are horrible, and you sit here in church, and now they want to give. And you're like, oh, man, I, I'm barely making it myself. So in tears. It's saying, so in tears. Watch this, so in tears. What does it say here? Will? Yeah. Does it say, there's a word maybe there? No, it doesn't say maybe. So it says, will harvest with shouts of joy. So your tears, because of your faithfulness in doing that, even when it's hard, brings about this joy rather than breaking all that areas of your life that you're sad about. Then, look, they that weep as they go to plant their seed. Wow. But they return with a harvest. Say, hurts. Times, that's not good. Got a big hospital bill. I got stuff going on. Yeah. Hadn't paid my electricity bill. I don't have anything. You might have $10 in your pocket and you say, well, pastor, I need $500 by the end of the week. Well, then what's $10 going to do to help you? Yeah. Put it in God's hand. That God's hand is one of miracles of multiplication. You put it in his hand, you might have a miracle that comes in your life. That $10 is not going to help you at all. Put it in God's hand. Put it in his hand. All right, you getting this? Oh, Jesus, let me, let me say, what, what time are we? Are we okay? Are y'all all right? Y'all okay? There it is, some water. Thank you. Okay. Watch this. Watch it. Here's something else. So... Let's just say you have good seed. Watch it. Here, let's just take an envelope. I don't know what's in this envelope. So you got an envelope. And then some of you have that monthly uh, thing, fearless, fearless uh, partner. Okay. Uh, okay, watch this. Watch this. So here I got an envelope. So, okay, Lord, I, I want to give some money to the ministry. I want to give some money to the ministry. So I don't want to give it to fearless. I want to put in something better. So I don't, uh, no one here would ever do that. Yeah, don't boo. <laughs> boo. Okay. I want to do something. You know, like, oh, I saw this, I saw this evangelist and I saw this need and I'm going to send it. Okay. I don't even know who those people are on TV. I don't know what they're doing with it, but I do know about this church and you do too. The Bible says this. You can have your seed, but you also have to be careful where you plant it. So you say, well, I've given, I've given, I've given, but you're not reaping anything because you're not putting it in the right soil. If I take a seed, a regular seed, and I go out to Vegas into the desert and I plant the seed, how many of you know I'm probably not going to get anything to grow? You say, I don't know why it's not growing. I planted a seed. You planted it in the wrong place. So you're saying, where do you plant it? I want to plant it in a place. Hold on. Where's your? I, I wrote it down. I wrote it down, Pastor Jeremy. I asked him last night, here's your church. I said, share a few things where you sowed seeds. Well, we went to USC and UCLA to the frat houses, helped students move into the rooms. We do worship nights on UCLA campus. Every Halloween, we cook pancakes, people walking around. We bring peace to the three high schools. We share Jesus with the students. We stepped out, we set up Hollywood Boulevard. We serve coffee. 
We, we, we gave away backpacks to the school. We had Christmas in a box for five different families. Well, tell me if that's not good seed. So I take my seed and I'm going to plant it right here because I know what kind of soil is right here. Come on, church. It's in fearless, church. There you go. I know what's here. So let me say this here. God doesn't give trees. He gives seeds. Okay? So you don't know why you don't have something. is because you did not wait for it to grow. Okay? Because he doesn't give you a tree. He gives you a seed. Okay? And how many of you know a seed take? Well, I got. Let me explain this to you. I'm from, uh, I'm from South Louisiana. Uh, Christy was born. I got three kids born in three different states. Kelly, our oldest one's born in in Houston area, in Pasadena. Christy's born in Winter Park, Florida, Orlando area, and then Mike is born in Baton Rouge. But they grew up in in, in Baton Rouge for many years. I'm from Louisiana, and in Louisiana, some of the most beautiful trees called these oak trees. Uh, beautiful oaks that are hundred-year-old oaks. I'll show you kind of a little bit here. Does this block you guys from seeing the? Uh, are you okay? Can you? Okay. All right. Here, here are these oak trees here, uh, and you can see this is a, these are hundred years. You know how much an oak tree, an oak tree, a hundred years old like this. Uh, if you could, if you could dig it up and replant it on your property, it would be a hundred thousand dollars. It's a hundred thousand dollars tree. That's how much it costs. We're not talking about it's expensive. Because these are just majestic, these things, these oak trees. Now watch. I'm going to show you now how an oak tree grows. Let me show you the seed of an oak tree. Here it is. It's an acorn. There it is. That's an oak tree. Okay? Thousands of these fall on the ground from the oak tree. All these are seeds. They fall on the ground, these, these acorns, and they have them by the time. I saw them as a kid growing up. I see them all the time. There are acorns everywhere. And this is what's oak tree. Now, the question is, is how many of those on the ground grow into oak trees? Zero. None of them. So, which tells you and I, if I don't plant a seed, I don't get a tree. So if I just go ahead and hold on to it and it just sits there and I don't plant it in something where it can start working and doing something miraculous and turn from an acorn into an oak tree, then I shouldn't be upset about why I'm not being blessed because you have the ability to change your future by sowing. All right, all right. So let me show you this. Here, let me, let me, here somebody take this off. Take this off right here. Let me just move that. I just feel you can't see. Okay, let me show you this. Let me show you. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Okay, let's go now. Okay, let me show you how to grow. I'm gonna teach you how to grow an oak tree. I'll grow an oak tree, and then we and then we're gonna stop. Okay, we'll stop. So here's what you got to do. You got to choose. You got to choose an acorn. Number one. That's a good. That's a good number one start, isn't it? Choose an acorn, and acorns in early autumn. Then what you do? You do the float test, and and what happens is you put them in the water, and those that float are rotten. The ones that fall are going to be good oak, they're going to be good acorns to go ahead and plant an oak tree. So this is how you test it. Then number three, part one, number three, then you've got to hibernate the remaining acorns. You've got to put them in a Ziploc bag here. Only the good acorns, you pull them in there, and you put them in a large bag here, and, and you put it with damp sawdust, sawdust, and you do that. And so then, then what you got to do, number four, keep an eye. Look at it. Keep an eye on the growth. And you, yeah, you can see it's, got, it's starting to grow. 
that's going to be an oak tree. It's going to be an oak tree, so you got to look at it. And, and you store it in the refrigerator. Here's number, go ahead, number five. Number five. Then you plant the acorn in a pot, in a container there. So does it just happen just by being on the ground? No. Okay, here, another point, another point. Then what do you do next? Then I'm going to get a little, little spray bottle, and I'm going to water that little thing and, and see that thing start growing. That's what I'm going to do. And then part two, number one here, then I've got to go ahead and attract the plant's growth. I've got to make sure the growth is okay. Day one, day two, day three, it looks a little, little bit bigger. It's a little bigger than it was yesterday and so forth. And then what happened, I choose a site to go ahead and plant this thing, so I've got to find where do I plant it. Because you don't want to plant it too close to your house because one of those oak trees will get like this and it crack the foundation of your house. So I've got to get it kind of away from something because it'll break up concrete because it gets so big. Here's number three. What you got to do is prepare the site where you want it. So I prepare the site. I got to get a little, little wedge kind of sword, uh, shovel here and I got to sort out. And then what happens, then you go ahead number four, then you dig it down in the middle about three feet down and then you take next point here, then you take the acorn and you put it in the ground. You transplant your oak in the ground. Then that's not it. Then look what you got to do. Then you got to protect it. You gotta protect the young goat because you know what? Somebody may step on it, somebody might do it, the dog might go ahead and, and, and squish it. You don't know what's gonna happen here and water it with the wrong water. You don't want that to happen. Then you irrigate the trees. You got you gotta spray, irritate, you, you irrigate it. And then what you gotta do here, it says, it says then you gotta take care of it. And then what happens, you kind of taper off. You taper off, like, how you doing? Doing okay today? No water today. You gotta grow on your own. You gotta grow on your own. That's all you're going to get today. I know you got to love. No, and so you got to baby it. Okay. To grow an oak tree. Grow an oak tree. You say, okay, watch. Took a seed for me to do all of that to have a tree. Whereas we, uh, okay, okay, I'll give. There. About a month later, like, why am I not blessed? Why? why? See, see, what you do is, you, you might as well just get a stack of them in your hand. Because what you do, you see all the steps? Okay, let me do this in the water. Let me put another one on there and do this. Let me keep doing this. Yeah, I got to water it here. Then I got to take care of it. I got to protect it. Then I got to make sure it's going to grow a little bit. Then I got to watch it dig a hole for this one. Then I got to go. Okay, so what happens is I don't stop. I don't stop. Okay, let me do it this way. Let me do it this way. Uh, how many would be honest and say, I could be a little healthier with my eating? Raise your hand right Okay. So, let's just say this. You go to the health food market. They have a restaurant that's brand new. It has all this natural food. And you go in, you're saying, I need to get healthy. I want to get healthy. And you go in, and you look at there, and you say, I'll take that green... A seaweed drink, I want the seaweed, because seaweed, I don't know why it's good, but I, I think it's in your store, it must be. And I'll take that, uh, uh, give me a sandwich, that sawdust and bark. I like that, I like that natural sawdust and bark. And so you got your sandwich, and you're eating your sandwich, and your sawdust and bark, and you're drinking it, and you're like, ooh, I kind of feel a little bit better, too. I kind of, this is kind of, I think this is going to be good for me. I'm going to get healthy and eat right. You don't do anything from that day forward. And a month later, you kind of, you know, you know what? About a month ago, I went and ate all that good food and healthy food. I don't feel any healthier. Are you surprised by that? You only did it one time. What do you have to do? I have to do it over and over 
and I got to go ahead and eat that sandwich. I got to do that. And then I lose 20 pounds, and I'm like, hey, this is working. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And then you all of a sudden realize I lost 25 pounds. All of a sudden I see the results. But did you see the results one time? So you got to get out of that mode of, well, I did it. Why is it not happening? That you got to plant. You saw the steps to plant the seed. Christy's, Christy's older sister, Kelly, my oldest daughter, has had rheumatoid arthritis for 23, 24 years. Okay? But I'm just letting you know on seeding. Some things grow quicker than others. Her healing is what we seed for. Kelly does, Christy does it too. And Jeremy. They, we seeding for her healing because she, the only way for her to be... Well is for her to have a miracle. So we continue. How long are you going to do that? How long is there a need? How long? How, how, who are you and I to say, when do we stop? You stop when you get to heaven. And you get your mansion. And then you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to work. You don't have to do anything. But as long as we hear in this now and nasty, you and I need to be people of God that give to God and build the kingdom of God and bring our resources to see God move. Amen. Stand your feet. Stand your feet. Okay. All right. All right. Listen to it. Listen to this. Let me give this one point. Come on down. I hope some of you come down. And do it. If not, we're going we're gonna to take an offering at the end. You'll have a chance to come on down. If you don't want to, that's fine. No, no pressure on you. Okay. No pressure. All I'm saying is. You participate in it, you get blessed, you don't, then you know what? Don't complain. Because I'm not, I'm not telling you my thoughts. I'm not telling you my opinion. I'm reading it right from the Bible, and I'm telling you. Now watch this. Let me tell you one more thing. Your salvation, my salvation, how did it come about? It was a seed that was planted in Mary's womb. Started with everything. Everything starts with a seed. Your salvation started with a seed. Started with a seed. And that little seed didn't look like much. Nobody thought much about it. When the baby's born, nobody thought much about it. Matter of fact, nobody even knew the Messiah was born. And nobody was even wondering what kind of power this child will have or anything, except the devil knew, and that's why he got he got the, the, the Pharaoh involved and got all the, all the different leaders involved to go ahead and to kill him. Okay? Because they wanted to kill him because the devil knew that this little small child, no matter a seed, looks very small, but the potential of it once it grows, it moves things that you and I can't move, folks. It really does. It's things that you and I, without our, without our own power, we can't do. And that's where God says, oh, Glenn, you've been faithful. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. I see that, too. Uh, you know what you've been asking me about this situation here? Yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden, God begins to, he can just do this. You know, I mean, God just, where I'm sitting here, he just does this and it's done. I have people, in, listen, seriously, I read every week. Over 20 years, people have received unexpected checks that they don't know where it comes from. You say, well, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. It's some, some, some person seven years ago, they worked at some company, and they went through their thing, and they found out that they owed them $20,000. Like, where does that come from? The IRS 10 years ago made a mistake. Since when does the IRS give anybody money back, you know? <laughs> and 
and I'll read this, but these are people that are watering their seeds. They're taking care of, because you know, hey, watch this, when I watch this. So as my tree that I'm planting, and here's my kids, Christian, all the kids are young. I'm planting seeds here. Who could ever, who would have guessed that all three of my kids and, and, and the, the daughter-in-law and the son-in-laws would all be in ministry? Who would, who would even, for a preacher to have his kids, all of them, where one of them's not on drugs and running around doing whatever as we are preacher's kids, how, how does that happen? It's not in my ability that I'm just such a, a genius father. It's a, I, I think God took and, and, and bypassed my deficits of not of understanding. And he said, you're at least being integrous and you're planting seeds for your family and you believe in great things for them. And I can't change that because there's a principle of seed time and harvest where I will bless your children because of what you're doing. In spite of you, I will take care of them. So... Now, I have done that for years. So my little tree that I've given and my family now has become an oak. Now it's a big oak tree. Now the devil cannot destroy this now. The devil can't take the blessing away. It's too deep. It's too big. It's too strong. And the devil cannot destroy it. And it will be passed down that tree will be passed down to my grandchildren, to my great-grandchildren, because it's a tree of blessing that cannot be removed. So, all of you younger here that hadn't lived all this, if you could just catch this, seriously, I'm not playing with you, you catch this, and let God start doing things to, to amaze you of where did that come from. See, some of you here have never had a testimony like how did that happen? How did God do that? You need to start having these stories. But see, and you not have these stories unless you kind of, you start believing and put something in his hand to work with. All he says, give me something. He's, 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 he's give me something. Give me something to produce a miracle. Give me something to grow for you. Give me something to multiply for you. Give me, put something, please. I can't do anything unless you put something in my hand. If you give me something, then I can multiply it. But until you do, I can do nothing. Right? Bow your heads, bow your heads, bow your heads. Two things, two things will take place here. And I'll give it to Christian in a second here. One of them, God's, God's putting a number in your head of what you need to do. Here, here's the reason why, church. I, I'm not even doing this for me. Hey, you know what? You notice they didn't take an offering from me? Have you noticed that when speakers come in? You know why? Because I didn't want an offering. So, so you're not paying me so I can tell you what I think. You're not giving me anything. I'm not getting an offering, which I don't want one because I would give it back to the church anyway if you gave, okay? Because I want a seed into the church. You know why? Because I want a blessing. I want to build another tree. I want another tree. If I get enough trees going, I can get a tree house. <laughs> yeah. Some of you can't even get a tent right now. We're talking about a tree house. But listen, listen. All of you here, you've got to learn to participate in, in the principle. It's not in me. It's a principle of God. And when you start doing that, I know it might be, uh, it might be new to you. You know what I'm saying? But I, I didn't come to tell you anything that's baloney anyway. I'm, I'm just giving you truth to help you guys, really. And one day when I come back, you're going to come up to me and say, you know, Pastor Glenn, you spoke a message that I started doing what that word said that you, and you know what? It did happen. And I've never been the same since then. It's been unbelievable. 
Let me pray for you here. I came, I came here, and, and here's, here's the seed. The seed of Christ is maybe not in you the way it should be on you. Because if you have a seed, listen, if there's a seed of Christ, guess what? You're becoming more righteous. You're becoming more holy. You're becoming more of a servant. Because that seed is one that does that. You become a greater giver. So all over the building, let me pray for you first. And then we're, then we're going to open this altar where you come down. And you come down and, and just put a gift down. Some of you, I mean, do something that you've never done before, okay? I'm not going to tell you what that is, but you've got to do something you've never done. Let it scare you a little bit. But I guarantee you, watch what God will do, and he's going to make a believer out of you that this is something that he never lies. All of you here, though, you say, Pastor Glenn, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm there. Listen, there, I don't believe there's any bad people here. There's all good people. You came to church, folks. I, I'm not looking at bad people, but I'm, I, I'm looking at some people here, though, that you've not gone all the way and given him everything. Because this seed really wants to grow. And I want you today, would you let me pray with you? Would you let me pray for you? I want to pray with you all over the building and say, Pastor, you know, I want to go ahead and pray that prayer. And I want to give God everything I have. I'm tired of being halfway. I'm tired of one foot in, one foot out. I'm tired of being wishy-washy. I'm tired of going back and forth. I'm tired of walking and then turning around. I need to get this right and settle it right now. All over the building, count to three. Start lifting your hands so I can pray for you. One. You can start right now. Start lifting your hands. Say, Pastor, just pray for me. I want, I want to really be serious about this today. It's time I get serious, not play around. Two, start lifting your hands. All over. All over. Left and right side, front and back. Everybody, three, lift your hands high. Say, Pastor, pray for me. Come on. Hands are raised all over. All of you with your hands raised, come meet me down here just so I can shake your hand. I came all the way here to shake your hand. Come on. Everybody raise your hand. Why don't you just give them a hand, folks? There are people that are going to come. Come on. Give them a hand. We're proud of you. Come on down. Come, come, come. Come, 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 come. If you came with somebody, turn to them and ask them to come. Turn and ask them to come. Ask them to come. Hallelujah. This is what I want you to do. Everybody here. Everybody here. We're going to do this with them, right? Because there's family. It's family. Take your right hand. Everybody here. Right hand. Lift it. Lift it up. Put it on your heart. Take your left hand and reach up to heaven. Just kind of wave it like this. It's kind of like I'm over here. I need you to change my heart. I'm over here. Okay? So listen, this is going to be a transformation. Let's pray with them, church. Pray this out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, I give it up. I confess all my sins. I'm not where I need to be, but I want to change today. Forgive me of my past. Take away my hurts. Remove my pain. And Jesus, heal me now. I thank you that I was here today. Because this is the day where everything changes in my life. Lord, I pray for pastor. Come on, church. Lord, I pray for pastor. I pray that he knows in this next month that we've got his back. That we're going to hold him up. That we're going to outgive. We're going to give more than what the church needs to show how much we thank him for pouring into my life because my life is different today because of this man coming to this city so I invest and I pour this into my church into my house in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening If you have something that you need prayer for we would love to pray for you Visit fearlessla.com slash fearless TV to fill out a prayer request or find more information about Fearless Church.